of preaching and some of them said, Ben, we're not having dinner today. Brother Ralph said, why don't you preach? And you know me. I don't turn down an invitation to preach. Amen. Amen. But we are glad that you're here this morning. How many of you are glad to be here this morning? Amen. Now let me ask you this. How many of you, now let's think just a moment. How many of you did the devil try to give an excuse to this morning not to come to church? Several of you. Probably several, a lot, a lot more than what raised their hand if it'd be truthful about it this morning. But you know, the Bible says in John 10, 10 that the enemy is Satan. And Jesus said that he has come to kill and to steal and to destroy. And you know, for a year, about a year, what has it been? About a year and a half now that this COVID was well known and all. And you know, it seems like the world has stopped living. Seems like the churches has quit living. It seems like people today has lost their joy. Amen? Now it's all right to say amen if you agree. They've lost their joy and something down in this year and a half has happened that they've lost the desire to go to God's house. And it seems like a lot of times that because they've lost their joy, they've lost their desire. And when we do come to the house of God, it just seems like there's no joy in the Lord anymore. But the Bible tells me that there is joy in the Lord. Anybody agree with that this morning? And sometimes we, we need to come into God's house and, and we need to leave no, let me rephrase. We need to come into God's house and not leave our problems at home, not leave them outside. Uh, but the Bible said we need to bring them in and bring them and leave them right here on the altar. Hey, Amen. But the devil, now you may agree with me or you may not agree with me, but I believe in the last year and a half or whatever it's been, I believe that the devil has come up with the best excuse and we have come up with the best excuse that the devil has ever given us not to go to church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Not to go to church. I've invited people to go to church. Well, I'm afraid I'll get to COVID at church. But I go to Walmart and I see them out there and there's a lot more in Walmart than they are in church. There'd be people out of church this morning and say, well, I'm afraid to go there. I'm afraid I'll get to COVID. 
but I'll guarantee you go to Walmart today, I'm talking about your own church people, and you'll see them at Walmart. You go to the Black Stallion, you'll see them out there. You go to some of these red, and you'll see them out there. Hey, man. You'll see them over, you go over to Lake, and you'll see them over there. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that Walmart, there's no uh, COVID in Walmart? Aren't you glad you can't catch it at Walmart? Aren't you glad you, none of these restaurants has got it? Nobody works in them has got it. Aren't you glad, man, that they ain't got Aren't you glad, Brother Mike, that these places ain't got it? I don't go to them, brother. <laughs> I've been to Walmart three times this year. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. Hey, man. I mean Christians, faithful Christians. Before all this hit, they was faithful. They'd hardly ever miss a church unless they're sick or something. But boy, when this COVID hit, it seemed like they're the first one to grab the excuse not to go to church. And another excuse that these, the devil has given, I'm going to preach here in a minute. I'm just going to make you mad so you listen. <laughs> and the next good excuse that the devil has given is that you don't have to go to church, just watch it on Facebook. Come on. Amen. Come on. Oh God, I'm getting some bad looks. You know, the devil told Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, you go preach to them and don't you be scared of their faces. He said, because I'm going to be with you, hey man. Well, I got news for you. I ain't scared of your faces this morning. And I'm not afraid to preach what thus saith the Lord this morning. I guess I've lost a few people over the years because that I did preach the truth. But that's just another fulfilling as me and the brother sitting here on the front last night and he was talking back here after we come over here and they practiced singing and all and we got to taking it and he said all you have to do is look at the book of Revelation and read it uh, and it will simply tell you the time is out. Amen. Amen. And this message that God gave me this morning he gave it to me the other day and I tried to find something else and, but I kept going back to it and then I've seen people a number of people this week as I've talked to and they was talking about the end of time and talking about the fulfillment of the Bible and so that just revealed to me, God revealed it to me uh, that this message needed to be preached uh, uh, this morning, amen. Uh, And if you have your Bible this morning, stand with me and read with me this morning uh, if you would like. Uh, Luke chapter 14 uh, and verse 15 uh, and the Bible said, uh, and when one of them uh, that sat at meat with him, talking about Jesus, uh, heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Think what he said. Blessed is he that will eat supper in heaven. And verse 16 then said he, said that he, meaning Jesus, said unto him, a certain man made a great supper, and he bade many. In other words, he invited 
many to come. Verse 17, and he sent his servant or servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. You hold to that this morning. All things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go, I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Verse 19, and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. As I looked at this and as I read this, now we do know that this great supper that he is talking about, this parable of the great supper, is a heavenly the heavenly banquet. Amen. The heavenly banquet. When Jesus was talking about this parable here and about the man that made a great supper, he's talking about himself. Talking about himself. And the Bible said that he sent his servant out or his servants out to bade many to come or to invite Many to come. They just invite anybody that would come to come. And so today, we think of it as we are the servants of God. Amen. He has put us down here to be servants of the Lord. And so are we serving Him the way that He expects us to serve Him. But He's the same God today that He was back then. So why can't we have services like we've had in the past? You say, well, Brother Ralph, we have some good services. We have some revival services. Yes, we do have some good services. Uh, But let me tell you, they're still not back up to where they used to be. Amen. People have lost their shout. Amen. They've lost their shout. Yes. Brother Dean, they've lost their hey mans. You preachers know what I'm talking about and you singers know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you go in somewhere to preach and sometimes you don't have to go nowhere. You find it right in your own home church. No matter how good you sing, no matter how hard you preach, uh, people will sit there and look at you uh, and look at the watch. Well, ain't it about dinner time? Somebody help me this morning and I'll preach for a while. I ain't no hurry. There ain't no church tonight. Amen. We'll just have church all evening. 
But Jesus said, the Bible said that a man, certain man made a great supper and he made he invited many to come. And when he got it made, almost made, he sent out his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden come for all things are ready. Brother, I read that last night when I got home and I thought that's just what the brother said uh, over a church a while ago. Uh, it's everything is ready. Everything. I believe there's not nothing uh, left in this Bible yet to be fulfilled uh, that will hold Jesus from coming right now, uh, right this minute. minute. Uh, there's one thing that likes being uh, fulfilled, uh, hey man, in this Bible right now and the back of Revelation. Uh, and he said when I come, uh, he said I'll come quickly. Hey man. Uh, he said and be ye uh, uh, therefore ready. Uh, because he said uh, I'm coming uh, in an hour uh, that you think not. Hey man. Are you ready this morning church? Are you sure that you're ready? He said, no man knoweth the day or the hour of the coming of the Son of Man. The Bible said the angels in heaven don't know, Brother Mark. The Bible says Jesus, the Son of God, don't even know. But God's got an appointed time. And Trace, I believe that Jesus is sitting there. Jesus knows the Scripture too. He is the Scripture and I believe he's sitting there this morning at the right hand of his father. And I believe that he's looking up at his father saying, Father, thank you, Father, how much longer? It's all done. It's done. How much longer is it going to be until you say to me, Go get my children uh, and bring them home. Are you ready this morning if Jesus comes? People will tell me, brother, Phil, they'll tell me, well, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Well, I got saved back when I was 10 years old. And now I'm 80. I think I'm saved. I got saved back then. Well, I was saved last year. I got saved last year. Jesus is not concerned if you got saved yesterday or if you got saved last week, last month, last year, 50 years ago. He's not concerned about what you've done then. He needs to know where you're at with Him today. Amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. His sister was sitting here looking and enjoying it. And she was the only one who started giving God a hand clap. What the, that's what I'm talking about, church. What has happened to us in the last year and a half? Come on, what has happened to all these churches in the last year and a half, Melissa? Amen. We're playing right into Satan's hands this morning, church. Amen. Jesus said, I have went and I've made things ready. You remember what he said back over in John chapter 14 before he left out, he went back. I've got to get out of here. It's hot up here. 
<laughs> Just hang on. Just hang on. Remember what Jesus said back over in John chapter 14 and verse 6 after they crucified Him. He called the disciples together and He told them they was troubled. There's a lot of Christians troubled today on what's going on. But Jesus told them. He said, don't be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. He said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Anybody believe in the Son of God today? Anybody believe that He is your Lord? Anybody believe that He died for your sins? Anybody believe over over in Romans 5 and the Five and something over five and eight, I believe it is. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, that when we were yet sinners, uh, Christ died for us. He gave, God gave us everything that He had. He gave us the best of everything that He had, Johnny. He gave us His Son to suffer and bleed and die for us. Uh, Amen. Uh, and not only die for us, but all that he went through for us. Uh, he just didn't die for our sins. He died in our place. Amen. And I don't know about you, church, but I don't believe uh, that Jesus desires uh, and God desires us uh, to treat his son uh, the way that we treat him. When he said, enter my house with thanksgiving and praise, uh, amen. Uh, and then we enter his house and we sat down here and cross our legs and look at our wife. And I wish that preacher would hurry up. God help us this morning. Is anybody hearing me, church, this morning? Why can't we come in uh, and praise the Lord anymore, brother? Why can't we come in uh, and lift up hands uh, and say, glory be the name of the Lord? You can't even stand a lot of time get a hand raised that high. Hey man, Suzanne. Will you tell people with shouters? You know, you, you ever have these shouters? Oh yeah. Where did their shout go? Amen. Good question. We used to have people you didn't have to beg for a testimony. Right. They would just you say anybody got a testimony and it'd pop up all over the house one after the other. Amen, Brother Dean. What's happened to us? The devil said, don't you preach at this morning. You'll make a bunch of people mad. I said, I'm going to preach it and I know one that's going to make mad and that's going to be you, devil. We're allowing the devil to take advantage of us. I said, we're allowing the devil to take advantage of us. Got a few there and a few over there, not many. I said, church, we're allowing the devil to take charge over us. We've allowed him to take our shout. We've allowed him to take our joy. We've allowed him to take our praise out of it. We've even still allowed him in a lot of time and a lot of churches to take his word, God's word, out of the church, amen. And they're just going through emotion. Uh, let me tell you one of the signs of the coming of the Lord. He said, I'll not come back. Uh, he said that there comes a great falling away. Look around at your church today. Uh, there's a great falling away today. People has lost their joy. Uh, they've lost their desire to go to God's house. Uh, they'd rather sit at home uh, and watch Mickey Mouse or something. 
and uh, or sit at home and do something else uh, than to go to God's house and to worship and be part of something. God didn't save us to sit on a stool and do nothing, as Brother Alvin used to say. When he saved us, he made us a part of his kingdom. And he said, go out and witness. Go out and invite, invite, invite. If you're saved this morning, he didn't save you to set you on a pew across your leg and find fault in everybody in every church. Amen. But he called us to get in there and keep make sure we keep our saved. I think, Ms. Melissa, what's happened to us ourselves, we have got our eyes off of our own fault uh, and we can see everybody else's fault, but we never look in the mirror and see our own fault uh, and it's easier to point a finger and blame. Uh, I don't want Seth put on a Facebook, but she called me and sound pretty far up about her pastor this morning. Uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, it's time that we wake up, church. Uh, it was a good thing I hear that she said about me and I said, Seth, thank God. Uh, it's about some time, it's about time uh, that that church won't up uh, and see uh, just what I stand for uh, and know and understand uh, that it is me that is responsible uh, uh, partly to get you to heaven hey man uh, but I can't get you to heaven uh, if you don't come to church uh, and you don't listen and do what the word of God says uh, it's my responsibility brother Lee to preach you the gospel uh, and to lead you into the way of truth Johnny uh, and if you ain't here uh, then I can't teach you nothing hey man some people say, well, I know what the Bible says, preacher. Well, if you know what the Bible said, then you know the Bible says, forsake not to assemble yourself in the house of God. Uh, and the latter days approaching, uh, I such as some have. Uh, what are you going to do with that word? Woo! God, I had a shout in me there. God, that felt good. Woo! I think I'll do it again. And Jesus sent his servants out. I thought when I heard of Melissa in the name of the group out of the box, I thought, what in the world did she come up with that name? That woman's crazier than I am. These brothers up here are shaking their head, yes, Melissa. Guys, be careful, she's behind you. Well, I like that name, Melissa. I'm not for sure, but I believe it means you need to get out of these walls, hey man. Get out of these, get out of your comfort zone. Oh, it's easy to come into the house of God, hey man, on Sunday morning huh, and have a formality, hey man, and sit there huh, and look at your watch. Well, maybe some three times instead of two today. It's going to make me late about getting out of church. Well, God help you. Uh, if we hold too late, get up and leave. Uh, and don't sit there and be a disturbance to the rest of them uh, that are praising the Lord. Uh, that's what's happened to us. Uh, we've got too satisfied. Uh, we've got down to too modernization. Hey, man. We've got everything on a time limit. You go into church, you sing two songs. Uh, not three, but you sing two. Uh, and it wouldn't hurt to just sing one. Because uh, I've got dinner on the stove. Uh, and I've got preacher. Now, you don't preach preacher uh, for 15 minutes is all you're allowed to preach now and if you preach over 15 minutes uh, we're going to have to take you in there and talk to you I don't know about you church but I'm ready to let God take this church back 
I'm ready to give it back to him. Don't seem like I'm doing a very good job running it. So I'm just going to give it back to God and let him run it. Amen, Ray Tracy. We come into the house of God. I'll tell you, I'll guarantee you there's been more people. <laughs> there's been more t- people talking about the church today Amen. because we didn't have chicken on the table. I got to tell you, Brother Lee, if I said, boy, we're going to have chicken and ham and beans and taters and all kinds of sweets, hey man, uh, come on out and be with us at our homecoming. Uh, they'd have come from everywhere. They always do, hey man. Uh, they'll come, uh, hey man, and then in a hurry to eat so they can go home somewhere else, hey man. Hey man, Mike, if we'd announced that we were going to have a big dinner, how many believes that the house had been full? Case closed. <laughs> I'll preach on something else now. <laughs> but Jesus told us how he said, go out there, hey man. Yeah. We don't come here to serve the Lord. See, we've got everything backwards, John. We don't come in and well, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord tonight. I'm going to serve the Lord tonight. We don't come through them doors into the worship service. We come through them doors here in the worship service to worship the Lord, amen. And to give Him praise for what we've done for us that week and to thank Him every morning that we're able to get out of bed and dress ourselves and feed ourselves and be able to go to the house of God every time the door is open. But people can't do that once a week or twice to once every two weeks, amen. Some of them have a hard time getting here once a month. And then they wonder why they ain't blessed. I'll tell you why you ain't blessed. Uh, because you're not in the will of God, amen. 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 Because you've left. I'll tell you what's the matter with the churches today. And I'm not just talking about this. And I'll just get them all. Because them out there, they don't care no way. Hey, what's happened to the churches today? Just what happened to the church at Ephesus? God said, I know you work. What he was really saying, I know your traditions. I know how you work. I know how you think. I know you're good people. You're good people. You're good people. But he said, I've got somewhat against you. He said, I've still got somewhat against you. You know what it was, Tracy? He said, you have left your first love. A lot of you, not you, but a lot of you, that's watching and listening in here. That's passed by every now and then. Come for years and decided you just had to leave because somebody hurt your feelings. Quit being a baby, hey man. Paul said to put a be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wild of the devil. We took our armor off, brother Billy Burr. We took our armor off. We've laid this piece off and laid this piece off till we're bare and the devil has got us. Come on. Amen. Jesus is still saying to us, yeah. go out there. Yeah. Go out there and get them. Yeah. And I blame parents a lot of times. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I blame parents. You parents can get mad at me if you want to. I really don't care. But how is your children seeing you? Come on. Yeah. on Sunday morning, Come 
when they'd been used to going to church and left to go to church, I know them, I know the kids here. What what do you think your kids are thinking when you get up on Sunday morning? Mama, we're going to church. Daddy, we're going to church. No, we ain't going to go today. We ain't going to go today. Sunday night, Mama, we're going to church. No, we ain't going to go tonight. And every time you make an excuse before your kids why you're not going to church, that's all there is. It's excuses. Don't tell me no different. I know you can't be here every time the doors is open. Nobody can. I can't. But we can be here a whole lot more than what we are. Amen. 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 And if you're not careful and you bring your kids up that way, making excuses, well, I went to church this morning. I don't think we'll go tonight. And come Wednesday night, no, I'm just too tired. Uh, I, we won't go tonight. We'll just settle in for Sunday morning. And then Sunday morning, it's a lot of time you make an excuse not to go then. What are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching our kids? Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, did you know your children are watching you? Do you know that you are their primary pastors? And then I've seen seen them happen over the years. I've been in the I've seen them, Brother Phil, happen. The kids grows up. And they do just what they've been taught by their parents. Their parents, and I've heard parents say, "Well, where's so and so at? Where's your little girl at? Or where's your boy at today?" Well, he didn't want to come today. Twelve, thirteen-year-old telling a parent what to do and what not to do. Does the Bible say that's the way it's supposed to be? No, it does not. I'm trying to quit here. And then they grow up and they get out into trouble and say, what happened to my children? Jesus said to go out, church, and I'm going to close here in a minute. He said to go out and invite them to come in. I've heard this week, people said, I have invited somebody to come, but they ain't come yet. Well, go back and invite them again. I've heard people tell me, well, I invite them to come, but they ain't never come. Well, don't just fool around and lose all your time on inviting that one. Find somebody else and invite them. I had a man tell me one time, I invited him to come to church. He said, what are you giving me to come to church? I said, I'll tell you what I'll give you. I'll give you something that you need. And that's a word. There's people. Church, we're living in time. We need to wake up. It ain't like it used to be. Right. Amen? Amen? It ain't like it used to be. Right. I remember you walk into the house of God across that old church, over in that old church. I've seen them come up the road back there. Matter of fact, they wouldn't come to my mind just then. There was a bunch of us men on the porch there one Sunday morning. And it happened every time. But we was out there that one particular Sunday morning talking before church started. And this lady come by me. And came by us right through us, a cry, and I thought, well, who's made her mad? She went in that door, and I thought she was mad at somebody or something. And directly, somebody come out there and said, hey, Brother Ralph, come here. And I come there, and they said, she's up there at the altar praying. Amen. And I looked. You remember that Melanie? Melanie, are you here? Melanie, my niece. 
That's before church ever started. Right. I used to see that happening. Right. But how long, Brother, uh, brother uh, uh, Phil, how long has it been since you've seen somebody before church start just go up there and get saved? Right. I've seen them go up and pray, you know. So. He said to go out into the highways and the hedges, compel them to come into my house, may be filled. Right. Now, I'm going to wind this thing up. And he sent his servants out to do the invitation. His servants came back. He said, Lord, it is done. I went out and I've invited them to come. But they didn't come. There's still room in your house. Then Jesus said, go out into the byways and the highways, the fedges, go anywhere, go everywhere and compel them to come in. The blind, the deaf. He's telling us today, go out there and get the drug addict. Amen. Go out. Churches, churches, I've heard churches tell me, I don't want that drunk down the road. I don't want him to, he gets his life straightened up. I don't want him coming in here running my church. I told a preacher one time, I said, if you don't want him, do you care if I go get him? I'll take them all. I'll take them all. I've learned it. I've learned this. <laughs> I've learned this in the past. It's come a time, Tracy, that lost people will come here listening to you than Christian people or so-called Christian people. They've done got their mindset. They've done got self-satisfied. I ain't telling them nothing that they don't already know. Sinners will listen to me. Sinners will listen to you. Somebody said, you mean you want sinners in your church? I wish I had a house full of them. If I get this house full of sinners, I'd send what few of you are here, I'd send y'all across the road to have church. Let you Christians have church and I'll have church with the sinners. Jesus said, go out there and get them people. Go out there and get them. I'm no respecter of person. Don't you be. Go out there and invite them all. Invite all kinds of them. Drunks, alcoholics, the prostitutes, the whoremongers. Invite all of them to come into my house so that my house can be filled. uh, So that I can prepare a way for them. uh, So that they will be ready uh, when I call for the last call uh, for that great banquet in heaven. Uh, They need to be ready. Uh, Preacher, I've told you. I've called you. Uh, Church, I've called you at Bloomington Chapel uh, to go out into the highway and the byway and set an example for these other churches. Set an example for them. Go out there and get them. He came back and he said, Lord, I've done as you said. But there's still room. I've invited everybody that I could. There's still room, Lord. And Jesus said, all of those that I invited that didn't come. And I'm going to make this. Paraphrasing. All those that I invited has turned me down. They will have no part in that banquet. Have no part in heaven. Have no part in that last supper. What's your excuse this morning? What's your excuse this morning? You say, Ralph, I'm here. Why are you preaching on? I ain't preaching on you this year. That little girl shaking her head. Bless her heart. 
Baby, I am preaching on some of you this year. Where have you been for a month? There you go. <laughs> Where have you been for the last two weeks on Sunday morning? I haven't seen some of you. Where have you been for the last two or three weeks on Sunday night? I haven't seen some of you. Where have you been for the last two or three weeks on Sunday morning and Wednesday night? I haven't seen some of you. What is your excuse? You say, well, Ralph, I've had the COVID. I was afraid to come. Thank God you didn't come. I didn't ask you what was the reason that you didn't come. I asked you what your excuse was you didn't come. There's a big difference in having an excuse and a reason. I ain't for sure, but I believe I'm in my last year of contract here. <laughs> I got a feeling how that might be a going. Don't come to me and say, if you'll ease up on us and listen to us, we'll keep you another five years. I don't make deals that way. I preached it this way for, since 1983 and as a pastor since 1998. I preached it this way and I ain't going to change it now. Amen. Getting too old to change. Right. Say, well, you know, you, you can always train a new old dog new tricks. You can't train this in no other way than what the Bible says. Amen. Are you ready this morning? Jesus said, I've got it prepared. You have the invitation. Now it's your choice. It's your choice. Don't let somebody else make a choice for you. Don't let somebody else make a choice where you go to church at. If you let somebody else make that choice and you know where you're supposed to be at, Brother Phil, and you let somebody else, I don't care if it's your husband, I don't care if it's your wife, I don't care if it's your kid, you don't use that excuse uh, because you're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. If you think you ain't, you tried. And if you're a stumbling block to somebody and you try to stop them from doing what God has told them to do and going where God has put them at, and you're a stumbling block, you're walking on dangerous ground. I said you're walking on dangerous ground. You better let up. And I'm not going to tell my sister where to go to church at. And she ain't going to tell me. My wife, when I got saved, she was a Methodist. God help her. She just didn't know no better. <laughs> no, there's good people. Methodists are good people. Most of them I've seen just ain't as crazy as I am. And so she said, I'm going to go to church with you. I didn't make you go with me, did honey? I said, well, I'm going back where I was born and raised at. I'm going back. That's where God's leading me back to. Fine woman I got there. Amen. Thank God. I've learned a lot from her. That's the reason I'm so smart. <laughs> Ought to be a lawyer or something. I had a big brother that gave me a lot of good training. 
Yeah, between her and Lewis, they straightened me out pretty good. And some of my family. Are you ready this morning? Are you ready? If you're not ready, don't sit there right now. Come on, singers. Come on. If you're not ready, come right on. They, they don't mind. Just come on up here and pray. They'll sing and we'll pray. Boy, they'd really like that. and They'd really like it. If you need to pray, if you want to get your life started in you today, come on up here as they sing. I'll pray with you. we got other preachers here to pray with you. Don't pay no attention to nothing else going on. You just listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to your heart. Listen to that little voice telling you what to do. Don't listen to your wife. Don't listen to your husband. Don't listen to this big mouth preacher.